This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, October 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Trump's new trade targets. Turnaround and Roundup case. Ag exports up despite tariffs and cows and climate change. U.S. Trade Representative lays out trade blueprint. On the heels of wrapping up the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, the Trump administration is laying out plans for a series of new free trade deals across the globe. Members of the Senate Finance Committee met privately yesterday with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer and said afterward they expect formal announcements soon that talks will begin with Japan, Britain, the EU, and the Philippines. Later, negotiations will begin with as many as three African countries. The top candidates are Ivory Coast, Ghana, and Kenya, according to Ohio GOP Senator Rob Portman, who held Lighthizer's job under President George W. Bush. The committee's top Democrat, Oregon Senator Ron Wyden, stressed that he and other Democrats have serious reservations about dealing with the Philippines, where controversial President Rodrigo Duterte has been accused of human rights abuses. But committee chairman Orrin Hatch of Utah said that shouldn't be an issue. Hatch said I'd prefer them not to have human rights issues, but the fact of the matter is it's an important country and we need to work with them. The Finance Committee has jurisdiction over trade policy with the U.S. Senate. Monsanto may get new trial and roundup case. A state judge in California has tentatively ruled that there should be a new trial in a case involving a former school groundskeeper who claims exposure to Roundup caused his cancer. In August, a jury in San Francisco Superior Court awarded Johnson $289 million, including $250 million in punitive damages. Monsanto asked for a new trial or a reversal of the judgment. Before a hearing yesterday, Judge Suzanne Balanus issued a tentative ruling that said Johnson had not provided clear and convincing evidence of malice or oppression by Monsanto, that according to the Associated Press. Evidence of such conduct is necessary before awarding punitive damages. What it means? Well, the judge's decision will be crucial for determining the likelihood of success for future cases against Monsanto, which recently was acquired by Bayer. Another trial greatly reduces the chances of Johnson ever seeing any money. By the numbers, USDA details soy shift from China. A new report from the USDA's Economic Research Service shows how China's retaliatory tariffs are shifting sales of U.S. soybeans toward Europe and other markets. In August, China cut its soybean purchases by nearly half to less than 68,000 metric tons from 1.2 million a year ago. The European Union, in the meantime, quadrupled its soybean purchases to 921,000 metric tons in August. That compared to under 215,000 tons in August of 2017. U.S. soybean sales also increased sharply in August for several other markets, including Mexico and Indonesia. Overall, the U.S. exported $10.98 billion worth of agriculture goods in August this year, compared to imports of $10.362 billion for a positive trade balance for the month of about $618 million. The export total was the lowest since September 2017, but was still ahead of the $10.2 billion shipped in August last year. 
water bill to finance storage in the thirsty West. A water resources bill on its way to President Trump's desk includes new provisions to finance water storage for drought-prone areas of California and across the West. The provisions would allow local water agencies to get low-interest treasury loans that could reduce the cost of water projects by as much as 25%. The bill will allow us to leverage non-federal investments and finance the construction of new water storage in California for the first time in decades. That the word of California GOP Representative Jeff Denham, who sponsored the provisions. The bill, which passed the Senate 99 to 1 yesterday, also seeks to accelerate new water projects by directing the National Academy of Sciences to evaluate the current organizational structure of the civil works function of the Army Corps of Engineers. Lawmakers urged to stall USDA relocations. Organizations that are fighting Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue's plan to move a pair of USDA research agencies from the nation's capital, well, they're trying to get key lawmakers to pressure him to slow down. A letter to the Senate and House appropriators who control the USDA's budget say they should warn Purdue not to take any action to implement any part of the relocations and realignment of the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture until the department's fiscal 19 bill is passed. Well, that won't happen until December at the earliest. The 45 groups that signed the letter include research organizations, consumer advocates, and a variety of other groups that have an interest in USDA research programs. Next Monday is the deadline for communities to file expressions of interest in hosting those agencies. Interim no longer. Christensen gets USFS post. Purdue named Vicki Christensen as chief of the Forest Service, a post that she's filled in an interim role since March. She'll be sworn in this morning. A leading ranchers group praised the appointment. It is our hope that Chief Christensen looks to the ranching community as a partner when addressing wildlife issues, conserving species like the greater sage-grouse, and restoring the role of the range program on Forest Service lands. That the word of Ethan Lane, Executive Director of the Public Lands Council and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association Federal Lands. Possible fix to curb cow burps and climate change. The USDA-funded Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research awarded a $50,000 grant to study the potential for reducing methane emissions from dairy cows by adding red seaweed to their diets. Methane is one of the most potent greenhouse gases. Prior research indicates that the seaweed additive can reduce emissions from cattle by as much as 80%. The grant is going to the University of California, Davis, and a company called Elm Innovations. Well, here's today's He Said It. Farmers take so much risk every year. This hurricane is part of that. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Burdue speaking on the Fox Business Network about Hurricane Michael. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, October 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.